Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lord, we thank you for allowing us again into your presence this evening. Father, we thank you, dear God, that this is the time when you're pouring out your spirit on the earth, dear Lord, for the people. Lord, that those who will hear you and hear the words of you that the Spirit will cause them to be stirred up to hear. Lord, this is that time, and dear Lord, you've said that you desire all men to come to the knowledge of truth, to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. And Lord, we know that if we will follow your ways at this time, your Spirit will certainly test us. Because, dear Lord, at this time, Satan has the right to test us and turn us, because this is the time of our trial. And Lord, we're required at this time to call upon you. And Lord, we're required at this time to hear your voice and believe in the promises of the Father. And Lord, we pray that the people would be stirred up because, dear Lord, this is the time of judgment. And dear Lord, the thing about the time of judgment is the people must make their own decision at this time. Lord, they have no excuse because you told us this in Romans 1. Because the whole creation is bearing witness to it. All your instructions, your words, the prophets, all the works in the past are bearing witness to it. But Lord, regardless of that, we plead with you, Lord, to intervene with your spirit to cause the people to be stirred once again. Lord, that they might hear at this time and choose to receive your words. And Lord, we pray that you will continue as you are at this time, God, because you said, let there be light means, dear Lord, the words are here. The words are available The Spirit is moving. And Lord, it's up to us to hear and turn and believe. Lord, last night we began talking about the the laws of your science or your laws of power. However they want to talk about your laws of authority. And dear Lord, we're going to discuss that even more tonight. We're still in the introductory phase of this until we get to understand some of the basic principles. And I would like to be able tonight to bring the knowledge of your patterns a little bit to the people that they might begin to see a glimpse of this. And Lord, we just plead with you, Lord, to cause the people to really understand, dear Lord, that the words of God are given to the simple. Lord, you told us that we must be born again, and we must come to you like a child. Lord, it's very difficult for an adult to come as a child or even a teenager or even and and especially an elder and especially those in high position. It's very, very difficult for them, as you said it was in the rich young ruler example. You made this very clear. And Lord, we pray at this time, dear God, that your spirit will bear down and dear Lord, we'll pray that you will cause these people to be compelled to turn and listen, dear God, for thy sake. Lord, it's available to all those. And dear Lord, we we stand by your promise, dear God, in this day, in Daniel 12, uh, 9 and 10, where you said, Lord, that in this time you would cause many 
to be purified, many to be made white and refined. Many to be purified, made white and refined. Lord, it's a three-step process. <clears throat> I pray, Lord, we'll begin to understand this and we'll desire to be of your kingdom and, and want to receive this great knowledge. Lord, we're going to need this knowledge because, dear Lord, we want to understand how to overcome the world. But, Lord, before we can understand how to do some of the things like provide the food and, and you know, bring forth electricity and light and all these things that we would feel comfortable with, we first must understand your way. We must understand your truth. And dearly, we pray that we can cause that to begin to be understood tonight in a simple way. And this is just a beginning, Lord. Your ways are so deep and your your, your words are so, they're, they're few, but they're marvelously deep, dear Lord, in what they do and what they accomplish. All the creation was made by your spoken words and you used a few. And you did so much. So Lord, we pray that the people begin to understand and grasp that it's a complete different mindset. Lord, we come to you like a child wanting to start again in the kingdom. We're like newborn babies in the kingdom of heaven that's coming on the earth at this time. We don't understand the way. We're not like those in paradise. Because when in paradise, when you're taken there, there's so many people that's been up there for so long in paradise. And they can help everybody who comes in. And there's plenty of people to help them and guide them and, and grow them quickly. And they just fall into place. But dear Lord, we have a different work. We must have the kingdom of God come on the earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, we must do this by faith, by hearing your word. And by growing in knowledge dramatically at this time. You said at this time, dear Lord, at the time of the end when the words are open. Knowledge will increase. Well, people have thought, you know, this last hundred and some years have been knowledge increased, but it's, it's not. This is not the knowledge we're talking about. We're talking about the knowledge of the laws of God in the kingdom of heaven. As it is in heaven, let it be on the earth. But we don't think that way. We're not even thinking of, oh, well, how's it done up there? How do things get accomplished? And so forth. And dear Lord, we pray that people begin to understand this and grasp it and let them understand this is a work and a glorious work that you've given us to do at this time. Now, <clears throat> last time we ended up, was talking about Ecclesiastes 8. We covered many things last night and I pray that people will review it and, and come to understanding. I did make a couple mistakes on scriptures. Like I said Ecclesiastes 55, 11, when I was meaning Isaiah 55, 11. Uh, dear Lord, as I go through these things, I'm talking very fast, and sometimes I, I don't catch what I just said as far as the first scriptures. <clears throat> but if you listen to the scripture, it's in the Bible. I just quoted the wrong book, wrong book which is quite uh, staggering because uh, you know Isaiah's got 60-some books and um, Ecclesiastes has 12. So obviously I wasn't speaking about the book of Ecclesiastes. But <clears throat> I had Ecclesiastes in my mind when I was speaking about that because I was thinking about the power. <clears throat> the very first thing we must understand about God, about your laws, is the power. Lord, it said that in uh, Isaiah fifty-five eleven that when you send out something, it never comes back to your void. And Ecclesiastes 8, we see the, the basic of this. We said when you send out your word, it never comes back to your void in Isaiah 55, 11. But here in Ecclesiastes 8, it says, Who is like a wise man and who knows the interpretation of a thing? 
A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the sternness of his face is changed. I say, keep the king's commandment for the sake of your oath to God. Do not be hasty to go from his presence. Do not take your stand for an evil thing, for he who does whatever pleases him. An evil thing, for he does whatever pleases him. Do not take your stand for an evil thing, for he does whatever pleases him. Don't go away from the Lord, and don't go after those of the world. He who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful, and a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. Now, right there are some parameters we need to begin to understand. First, he's saying that he who keeps his command, you know, if you're going to be like a, a little God, like a son of God, those to whom the word comes, John 14, um, or John 10, 34, 37, in that area of the scripture, it tells you there that to him whom the word comes, they become like a little God. You cannot be a son of God unless you walk in the way of, the, of God, like a little God. Otherwise, like a son of God. You're walking like him with the knowledge that he gives you, with the words that he gives you, and the authority that he gives you, and you'll be like a little God. Your face shine. When Jesus came to Paul, who was Saul at that time, he changed his name to Paul after this event, and he came to him as his great light. There's been people whom the Lord has come to, and it was a great and shining light. Shining light. Because we, we need to understand the, the meaning of light. The entrance of his words gives light. The light is symbolic of the good works of God. The authority over those good works. All good things come from him. All good things are done in the light. They are not hidden. You know, put your candle, your candle under your bed, for example, he says. <clears throat> it stands. And that light shines. See, you don't, you don't want to put it under your bed, for example, because the light purpose, when you look at the candelabra in a temple, uh, in a tabernacle, or in uh, Solomon's temple and so on, the light shine towards, in front, towards the, um, the showbread. The showbread was in the north, and the, and the uh, light was in the south, and the entrance was to the east, and the Lord was in the west. What's the symbolic of us in, in reality, if you think about it? Because east is, is another name for the kingdom of God. The west is the, really the way of the world and the way of the pit. But the Lord put the Holy of Holies there in that. It's like he knows we're of the world, and yet he wants to turn it into his likeness. So it's like, like you know, his, his uh, tabernacle, his throne is right above the top of the pyramid um, and his throne is in the middle the very center of creation i've drawn all this drawn all this out from the scriptures in the book called a testimony of numbers and if you think what the lord did with the tabernacle what he's doing is he's putting himself there he's putting that symbolic of the whole creation he's putting it right there that holy of holies so that we can turn to it and and be able to come out because we will enter from the way of the east. And coming from the way of the east, his priests come from the way of the east, means you're coming from the throne of God, with the message of God into the darkness of the world to bring light, to bring understanding into the world. And the, the candelabras were on the south side when you walk into the uh, 
holy place. And, and it was shining, its oil lamps were pointed to shine in front of it onto the showbread and upon the priests that are putting in the place of the showbread and so forth. What is understanding is the south is the way of the double blessing, symbolic of the double blessing. When, the, um, when they had the tabernacle, you'll see that on the south side, there was the double gate. On the south side, it's called the double gate. And um, they say they would go in one gate and come out the other gate. But it's called a double gate, and just beyond it is, is the other. And a double gate, that when, when um, you see in Acts 3, when um, um, Peter and John go into the, the uh, uh, temple... And they go up those steps there. That's where they find that the beggar, uh, the uh, lame man, the beggar, there, and they healed him. The, he, he, um, I believe it was uh, the beggar. I, I'm right now, I can't remember whether it was a. Uh, the gate of the temple was called about to take alms. There was a certain man lame from his mother's womb who was carried, um, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called the beautiful. It's called beautiful. The beautiful gate is the one in the south side, I believe. I mean, many people have different theories on this, but the one that would make sense is, to me is the south side, the double gate, because that is where the, the, the main entrance, it seems, of the people going into the tabernacle. And logically, this would be the gate that the disciples would enter in uh, to pray in the temple and to speak and so forth, because they are carrying the double blessing and are entering into the temple to be confirmed in the word continuously, and they're doing this daily, they're going in. They would enter from the way of the south. When you come in from the south, you're coming with the double blessing. And that's the way they would do this at this time. East is the Lord is going to come. But they're doing this to go in there and speak and at the Solomon's porch and so on. And they would go in there uh, at that time when they were doing this. And uh, they they healed the they they told the guy they didn't have silver and gold, but what they have they would give him and um, and so he said arise and walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He says I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones were received strength and so he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking, praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. Now this is after Pentecost. <clears throat> we got to remember the power is about to fall. And this is uh, happening. It's, it's a wonderful thing that people un and need to understand the timing of that and so forth. But also um, the way of it. But this is the way of the, the uh, coming from the south. I mean, these kind of things are important for us because he's telling you, you don't go hasty from his presence and uh, you don't go from an evil thing. But it says, keep the king's commandment for the sake of your oath to God. Also, he says here, man's wisdom makes his face shine and the sternness of his face is changed. And that's what he's telling you in Daniel 12, 2 and 3. At this time, people will uh, shine like the firmament of heaven and they'll also shine. Uh, like the stars forever, because they understand these things. And that's where the words that are judging over the world are at this time. It means when they do that, the reason why God is doing that, they're doing those good works that's overcoming the world. And it's for the glory of God, and therefore they're going to reflect that glory. 
<clears throat> because it testifies that it overcame the world, and it testifies that his words from the beginning that he put in place and the great works and the promises that he put in place from the beginning overcame the world. That's why we're going to shine. That's a testimony to God at this time. And that's why we're going to do it. <clears throat> that's what we're going to do at that time. And Moses went into the tabernacle meeting and he would come out shining because he was getting the word in the tabernacle meeting. You're going to be uh, different than that. The tabernacle meeting at this time is, is Zion, the whole firmament. Everybody all over the world can shine like Moses if they receive his words like Moses did and discern his laws and his ways and so forth. That's coming. It says, now, where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say to him, what are you doing? And this is the time when the Lord has risen up and God has made him king. The word, the power of God is in the Lord. And the power is in his words of God that he speaks and does. So we need to understand that at this time. He who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful. Didn't he say in John 5, 24, if you will hear the voice of the Lord, which means discern his words, and believe in the promises of the Father that you will have eternal life and pass through these judgments. Nothing harmful. And a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. Time and judgment. Judgment is the knowledge of good and evil to choose good, not evil. And also time. I, I was trying to say, we must number the days and understand the times because we are giving glory to God for the fulfillment of his word, which is what is being appointed to from the beginning. He said that in this time, we'd make known the glory of the Lord on the cover of the earth, on the water cover of the sea. This is that time. We have an appointed time. And that is the th we have to begin to think in the way of this. And so it's hard to understand what I'm trying to say, but if you, you go back and you remember the law about the words in Deuteronomy 6, 4, 9, and Deuteronomy 11, 18, to 21, read those carefully, repeatedly, until you understand it. He's telling you there that the words must be as frontlets to our eyes. Our eyelids are like frontlets to our eyes. They're like a wonderful flesh covering. And our flesh must be dedicated to the words of God. That's why you don't want tattoos and all these things. If you got them, just pray to the Lord because restoration is coming. You can see a miraculous cleansing of your body. Be made white. When he tells us that we'll be purified, made white, and refined, the made white is a garment. Your body, your flesh is a garment to God. That's his temple. He's going to cleanse it and refine it. In that process, all these things that we have done by sin will be cleansed. Because he said, his words wash us clean, John fifteen three. His words wash us clean. He's coming, he says in Malachi 3, with fuller soap. And he's going to wash our garments, which is also our bodies. And all these things that are on us, the toxins that are in us, the the uh, the things we've done to ourselves unsightly, uh, the tattoos and things like this, all those things are going to be cleansed. They're, they're, they're able to be cleansed at this time. So we have a time of healing coming, and we'll be talking about the time of healing, the law of healing and so forth. But what I'm trying to point out to you, all these things are certain if we believe. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If we understand the Word of God, then we will catch this 
and we'll begin to grab these things and understand where we are. We need to understand that the Lord wants us to be healed. He wants us to um, come to Him. We want, he wants us to believe in Him. But we, He wants us to increase in knowledge. And increase in knowledge, not of the world, but of the kingdom of God as it is in heaven. Not like it is here. So we have to think that we are like children in nursery school, or not nursery school, but early elementary school, you might say, like a child. Because we are not educated in the knowledge of the words of God. We don't understand that, you know, it's like you can take uh, today, you can take um, machines with UV lights and all these other kind of things, and you can do many things. You can make semiconductors, you can make... Um, you know, you can make attached um, circuits and take UV light to cure the glues and so forth so they quick dry and hard dry very quickly as it goes through these long processing machinery. These are complicated, expensive machines. Billions of dollars, some of them. And what, what, what I'm trying to say to you is that there's a better way of doing these things. When you begin to understand the way of the words of God, you don't need the silicon circuits as, as they have them. Uh, there's many things that you're, you will begin to see. And the materials can come because you understand how to draw the materials. The basket, if your work is a certain thing, a basket, like the basket with the fish and the bread, and it kept multiplying, did Jesus have to keep bringing particles to fill that basket to keep the fish going in? He didn't have to pour anything in, did he? They came. That's why you need to understand the firmament of the heaven. You need to understand that the particles are already prepared. God has got everything ready. We don't have enough time to build the machinery in the way the world would take it to years and years of research. What we have is simple laws of God that when we apply them, we'll be able to do things totally different if we're patient enough to persevere to learn the knowledge. All through history, man has chose not to listen, not to be patient, and not to, to be able to grow in the knowledge. In the days of Elijah, you saw, Elisha, you saw that the prophets were coming there and he had a school and he was teaching them. And he was teaching some of their ways. The ways of God. But none of those people, none of those times were like it is today. In these days, the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. That means everything is going to be like a new way. And it's going to be fast. Because God has given gifts. When Moses made the tabernacle and they put it up from the time of Pentecost until the uh, Nisan, when they put, they put it up, they were already just finished with the tabernacle with all those magnificent artifacts that they had to produce. Not artifacts, but... The, the tools and instruments and the ark and all these things that they had to do, they finished it by uh, basically what we call the December time frame. And it's amazing that all that was done in that very short time frame. And then they waited until Nissan to put it together, but it tells you how fast they did it. And God says, I've prepared these people. I've put the knowledge in them. In other words, God gave them an understanding of what to build these different art. Artisans, 
and they made these things and they taught the people what it was for. What is the way of the words with those things? And they started to grow in knowledge of the words and so forth. That is likened to what we are going to see at this time. Knowledge shall increase is a promise of God. Is it not? Daniel twelve four, At the time of the end when the words are open. They are now open to the Gentiles. The first time he came, he came to the house of Israel. And then Paul, tell, uh, Paul tells them in Acts 28, 28, because they would not receive it, it was sent to the Gentiles. Now remember that this was in like 58, uh, I think it's 58 AD or 60 AD, that he was saying this, and they had already been speaking to the Gentiles for years. But he's saying in Acts 28 that they're going to be sent to the Gentiles. It's sent to the Gentiles and they will receive it. See, what he's saying is God has an appointed time and he's going to cause the words to be opened to the, to the, to the uh, Gentiles. It was open to them then. If they would have received it and sought it, they could overcome the world. But they didn't hang on. They quickly already had the spirit of the Antichrist tearing away at the roots of knowledge. What I'm telling you is you have to be zealous like Jacob. You have to be zealous to understand. And, and Jacob was a man of tents. And he built the kingdom of God. And we are to build a temple and the kingdom of God on earth. We have to become people of tents. Jesus says we have to become praying men. To receive the words of God. The women have to become praying women. But we need to understand that in this work of the kingdom, a job is given for the men to do and a job is given to the women to do. And we need to stay in our reins. I'm not putting women down in any way. It's wonderful what they're doing. But understand that there's a plan and the kingdom has to be built in a certain way. And we've got to do it quickly. Because God is going to cause this to be done and He's going to give the people different works. And those who are humble and those who, that He chooses for that because they set themselves first apart by his words, and first they have to be set apart to desire to receive the words. There was a time between Pentecost and Yom Kippur when they really had to uh, receive what they had to go forth and build. And they built it in a very short time frame. But they had to build it. God gave them the knowledge of how to do it, and they did it. Amazing work that they did in the wilderness. And we're going to be like that. This is the wilderness the world is going to go through this war and everything else, and then after this, God is going to have us build the, the tabernacle. But not just the tabernacle. He's going to bring forth His kingdom on earth to get the message to the people and to bear witness to the world, those of the world. We're going to bear witness to them of His works. Even in the Bible it says, they'll come to you and say, can we go with you? We understand the Lord is there. Can I, can I walk with? In other words, take my hand. Because they cannot go there without you. They have to be a part of you to enter into the kingdom during the time of the earth, this judgment that's coming on the earth at this time. So there's a lot to, lot to get done is what I'm trying to point out tonight. A lot to get done. But the power is in the words. And I've told you about the promise of God you're going to shine. So you know that knowledge is going to increase. But knowledge cannot increase if you're not willing to increase. If you're not thirsty for knowledge, if you're not humble yourself like a little child to come and learn this knowledge of his words you will not be able to enter the kingdom of God because if you reject his words he will, he will reject you 
People say it's not true. You know, all of us, he's going to rapture us. He's going to do all these things. All those things are good. It's going to happen. But we're forgetting what God is saying. He wants us to do a work. We've got to complete what it says in Daniel 9.24. We've got to complete what it says in Joel 2.12-20 to first. And, and understand, but we have to understand why we must do that. And I'm explaining that in this. In John 17, 17, he says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by truth. Without Jesus giving of his blood, he did the work of, 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 of the kingdom for, that, for his name. See, your name isn't the name that Jesus had. Your name is the work God has given you to do at this time. And name is always the work for the kingdom of God we're given to do. And we should be thrilled to do that part. It's a teamwork. It's God's kingdom and we are his elect. And we have a work to do. Some will be teachers. He says there'll be judges. Judges like of old, judges of old taught. That's what they did. They, they were supposed to teach the way of the words. God will judge the people. God punished them in the, the wilderness. He's going to punish them now much more because in this time he's going to rule with a rod of iron over everybody. He doesn't need people going out there to punish the people. He's going to punish them. Our job is to bring forth the kingdom of God and glorify him. We have to overcome the beast by bringing forth the knowledge of the glory of God, how his works and promises are done. And we have to have a foundation to get that done. We have to understand some basic principles of God's laws to enable us to understand these things. It's important for us to grasp that we must be sanctified, made holy. The sanctification, this is Hagazio, Hagazio, Hagazio. I can't pronounce the, the the Greek word very well. I, I took Greek a long, long time ago. Um, but anyway, the the word sanctify, and what it means is to render or acknowledge to be venerable or hollow, hallowed. To separate from profane things and dedicate to God. Concentrate things to God. Dedicate people to God. But it also means to purify. What's he saying at this time? It must be sanctified. In, that's in Joel 2, 12 to 20. In John 17, 17, he requires it of us. But read what he says in Daniel 12, uh, 9 to 10. He says, when the words are open, at the time of the end, now, he's saying that the people will be, many will be purified. That's sanctified. See, a meaning of sanctification is to purify, to cleanse externally, to purify by expiation, free from the guilt of sin, to purify internally by renewing of the soul, which is making reconciliation for the sin. We have to overcome the transgression, and we have to make reconciliation. We make reconciliation by God to doing what he asks us to do at the time that he's given us. He's saying, go forth and follow him. Your sins are forgiven you. Go forth and follow him. That means we have to do what he's required of us to do at this time. And we must do so in a, in, a, in a heart that's turned. We only have a short time to accomplish bringing forth the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. That's done in all of us. And the Lord will guide everybody to their work 
if they will humble themselves and gather together and stir up love and good works as required in, in Hebrews 10, where it says there in 24 to 31. And he said, if they will not do that, then he says, at that time of the knowledge of truth, which is the knowledge of his words and his good works, when they're made known and the people will not have turned, he says, then they will be punished for that. But if they will turn, their sins will be forgiven them and they will be blessed with this knowledge God is going to pour out on them for the work that he's given them to do. But people need to first understand, don't panic over seeking your work. The first thing you must do is build a tent, your tent. Build it with some foundational knowledge of the ways of God's powers and authorities. Because look what God does. The way of the, the, way of the Lord, before you get to counsel, and before you get to the, the knowledge, which is the sixth spirit of God, you've got to go through the first ones. The first one is the, the spirit of the Lord. Separate yourself from the world by the entrance of the words, entrance of the light. And the second one, get the words of wisdom. Others begin to understand the laws of God's words. And then get understanding of the good works. See, when we start to understand what the words are and some of the laws of them, then we begin to understand the fruit, how to build fruit, how to bring forth. That's the understanding. He gives understanding to the simple. He will not give that to the arrogant, to the proud, to the ones that say, oh, I know the scriptures. I'm filled with knowledge. Read Revelation 3, 14 to 22, and he says, the people are ashamed. They're going to be ashamed because they do not know. We don't know. All of us were caught in a snare. We all must learn now. He wants to make known his words to us. Everybody can learn them. And he will bless you with it. But we have to understand that if we set ourselves apart to fulfill that work, and if we want to build ourselves. See, when, even when he brought them out of Egypt, what did he do? The first things he did was he tested them. He tested them in Meribah. He tested them a couple different places. And, and the people kept failing. They failed on the spies and the rest of it. We cannot do that. At this time, if we fail, it won't be 40 years be destroyed in the wilderness over a 40-year period. We'll be destroyed in a very quick time because, you know, basically seven years from now, to the best of my understanding, is when the Antichrist comes on the earth. Even before that time, there's all these terrible plagues and, and uh, troubles that are coming that God is going to pour out on the wicked. Separation judgment's coming. The war is coming. And the separation judgment. Then the plagues of God. The wrath of God will be on the earth. And then the trumpet judgments upon those that will not turn and, turn and won't turn and repent. And, you know, in the Lord, when he does a, about 21 months, he says there will be a time of silence from heaven. If you understand what he's saying is, once you've been set apart because you would not receive the words, there's going to be a time of about a half an hour, which is about 21 months. Well, he will not answer your prayers. He will not answer anything. You will receive the plagues, and there's nothing you can do. But if you curse God, the plagues will be increased. We don't want that. We want to come out before that happens, before that separation judgment. Because when there's silence in heaven, it means your prayers are not being heard. The only prayers that are being heard is of the elect, and the elect are those that are wise virgins that were set aside into his kingdom, and they will know who they are because they're being poured out the knowledge of his words continuously, and they're gathered together. When he said they enter in, that means they entered and gathered together. He says gather together and stir up love and good works this time. People will be doing that, but they'll know whether of the words or not. It said, um, you know, Peter... Uh, 
not Peter, but um, yeah, Peter, when he was testifying in Acts 3, he was saying in there that, um, you know, that that the, the Lord, remember what I, I, I've said many times to people about Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, where it tells you there, it says that they will, uh, the Lord says in uh, Deuteronomy 18, um, he says, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, when he speaks in my name, because he came in his father's name, his father's work, his father's work was that we would believe in him. I will require it of him. And then he talks about the prophets who presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks the name of other gods, and prophets shall die. Jesus is the one, the one prophet. He came speaking the words of God, made them known, testified to them. Even read Luke 24, 44, and 45. That's how you know it was the Lord. He's the like Moses, greater than Moses, greater than Solomon wiser than them all he was he's god and he was you know um he's of of god and and is god because god is in him okay and god it can be in you by the words because the full measure of god's spirit is in his words john three thirty four. that's why you're called a little god you don't have the authority over all the words that jesus has been given authority over all things but you are given authority over the words to work the work in the kingdom that you're given to do. A son of God is given a portion to do, something to do. And we do that. Jesus is over all things. He is our king. Nobody. When Peter was speaking in Acts 4 to the, the Sanhedrin, he's saying to them, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel, but by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God has raised from, bed, from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. He's saying that only the Lord and I'm, I'm never said anything other than that. Only the Lord. He gives us authority to enter into, he paid the price of the blood, that we can enter into the Holy of Holies in heaven, receive the knowledge of the words of God poured out onto us by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God in Hebrews 4.12 discerns the intent of the heart, whether you're true or not, whether you're righteous or not, and what are your works? And are you doing this because you want position and power that's other than what he wants for you? And if you think you have, uh, never mind, you, you just you know what I'm saying. Now, it says at the end of Revelation 19, 11 to 16, it says, Now I saw in heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on it was faithful and true. Faithful. Here's the words of God and speaks it. True. Truth is the words. The good works. Faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed 
with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. His name, the work for the kingdom of God that he's to do, is called the Word of God. That is his work. That's why the Father says he wants you to bear witness to him. He says he wants us to believe in him because he has the words, and by the words you overcome all things. And it says, and the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, follow him on white horses. Now, out from his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of his fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The word is over all things, King of Kings. The power of the king is in his words. He says that is his name when it's called. Called. He speaks that word. He's king. In his words, the power is found. So we know that the power, the authority, the science, the laws of God are in his words. I just want to make perfectly clear of that statement. And I've told you about Daniel 12, 9. He says, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, that means sanctified, made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and no one, and none of the wicked shall understand. But the wise shall understand. The wise are those who get what? They get the entrance of his words, gives, understand, uh, gives light, and gives understanding to the simple. Gives light. Light does what? Light guides us in the path that we're to walk. Okay, the, um, let me go on down here. I'm, I'm looking at my text I, I wrote out here a little bit, and we're getting late already. I wanted to talk a little bit about the patterns, power of the patterns of, of God. And I wanted to, to let you understand these from a, a, a different way. And, and I think it might help you to think about this um, something Jesus told us. <clears throat> it's in John 14, which is a wonderful chapter. First off, it, incl it includes the most marvelous law of all. It says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Absolute. <laughs> I mean, there's no question. It's not a way, a truth, a life. It is the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And even in the way of the seven, uh, the seven spirits. The fifth spirit is the might of God. And the first one is the way, which is what? You separate yourself from the world by him. He's the way. Let entrance of his words gives light. He is the word. He is the word. He, only through him can we get the words. Proverbs one twenty three tells you that if we turn to him, he will pour out the spirit upon us and he will cause us to know his words. He may use people to speak to you, but Jesus Christ will verify to you the words. Angels will verify it to you. He will choose whatever way he desires to make known the way. If you're going the wrong way, he will cause you to be turned and come back. His law of knowledge is that we will, uh, in Isaiah 28, 9-13, we will progress and we'll fall back because of our errors. But that's the way to learn. We should always want to fall back and learn. David did that with the, his son he had by Bathsheba. He, 
He, he recognized his fault and he learned. He did that with the bringing forth to the ark. Recognized the fault and he learned. And when he saw and understood the, the problem and, and, and that God was still wanting to bless them, then he went and got the ark. And I mean, they understood the scripture. They started studying and understood the scriptures and they went and they were successfully in moving it uh, to, the, to the city. It's very important for us to understand that he is the way. But the truth, what is the truth? The words of wisdom. The words of wisdom enable, what they describe is the, they're a communication device that enables the good works of God. That's the truth. The truth is the good works of God. How are they done? By communicating to him in the way of his pure language, which is the way of his holy words. And the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. What is the life? That's understanding. To produce fruit. What did he say? If you, like in Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 21, if you will teach his words in your house every night to your children and bring them up in it, you will extend the life of their years. It's a testimony to this way of understanding. They will increase years. He will add years to their life and to yours also. That's understanding and bearing fruit. It's a promise of bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me because what is he, the fourth spirit? He's the counsel. The counsel of the Lord. He guides us. In other words, he is king. He assigns us the work that we're going to do. And we are to do that work. And if we do it well, like he says in the parable of the talents in, in Matthew 25, 14 to 30, he's telling us there that if we do that, then what happens? We have a, a wonderful situation because at that point the Lord is telling us that we um, will be, you know, we're going to be blessed in that is what I'm trying to say, I guess. He's the counselor. He gives us direction, instruction. He will add to it. The parable of the talents tells us that he, if we've done well in what he's given us to do, he's going to add more onto it. Because the Lord always... If you do something, he always gives you more. His law of the food. He will, he will, there will be enough and some left over. He's going to give you more. There's more work to do. The kingdom's a great kingdom and he wants to bless it and glorify it. He wants to add to it. This is what he's trying to do at this time for us. So if we, if we go by this basic concept of the, the way of the truth... We'll understand that better. Okay, now let me go back and read it uh, here a little bit better because I'm kind of stumbling here tonight. I'm trying to get you to understand some basic concepts that are kind of interesting, but it's 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 you have to be open-minded to understand this. He says, "Let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me." He's the counsel. He prepares the way. He gives you the instruction. He does all those things. Now listen to this very carefully. This is a law of patterns. <clears throat> In my, this is a way of the law of patterns. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. 
Did you grasp something here? What he's saying is the Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you, you may be also. If you think about that for a second, you begin to see a pattern of God. Law of patterns. The grace is the manifestation of grace. Manifestation of grace. The law of grace, the number 15, is the 15th power, the 15th power of the words. Now, science of man tells you that powers, you know, they, they, they cre create a formula based upon frequency and energy. And they base it on a 15th wave width and so forth, or a 15th power of the waves and so on, the magnetic principles. But this is different. You're talking about the 15th power, the words of God. You're talking about the ways of God, the thoughts of God. And the number 15 is three times five. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, and God is the fifth one. Manifestation of the power. Manifestation of the power. See, truth, the word truth is this. He said the word truth is, you know, you could say it's reality, some people say, but it means the manifested, unconcealed essence of a matter. You know, we, we talk about we have faith. We don't have faith if we will not hear the words of God in a time when God calls us to hear them. We don't understand His times because we can't understand His parables. We can't understand the ways of the kingdom of God unless we receive it. His words that are built upon it. No one comes to the Father. What is the Father? The Father makes known the words of God. He does the words. His full measure of the Spirit of God is in His words. When Jesus is talking about a house, and He's talking about um, what, what you know, what what He's doing. In other words, when you when you look at the, well, I've explained many times, and you look at the patterns of God. He's He's building a house. Then you know that when He's building this house, this is why you, you like the prayer shawl is so important, and the ferment and so on. These things are symbolic of the house of the Lord. Your body is a house. Your your uh, when you have covering the, the covering of the of the veil, that's like a room in your house. And what what you're saying is, God, I'm trusting. I'm wanting to follow your way. I want to get to that where you're going, but I want to understand and do these things. Now Jesus is telling them that I'm telling you the pattern. I'm going away. I'm going to prepare this for you, and I will come back and receive you. It's a pattern, a manifestation of the pattern. In other words, he's saying that he will cause these things to come and be fulfilled. When we do things, remember he said we have to have time and judgment? In other words, there's a pattern to God. What I'm trying to point out tonight is the pattern to God. I've, I've tried to explain to people the way you do the words, the best way to do the words, and there's many ways you can do the words. 
But you look for the patterns of God. If he's preparing the house for people. It's why in your house, when you're teaching the words of God and so forth, he says he's coming back to, to take you if you've stayed faithful to that. Which means that all the time that you're doing this, he's going to continue to cleanse you, to increase you in knowledge continuously. Knowledge shall increase. Those who receive the knowledge shall increase steadily because he says it gives you eternal life and it get, it passed through the judgments. And you're going to increase in knowledge by doing the way of the words and patterns. He took the, you know, we, we talk about time and judgment. When when Elisha took the bowl, he told the guy to go get a new bowl of salt. A new bowl and put salt in it and bring it to me. And he went to the source of the well. Now he based it upon the people. They, the testimony of the people came to him and said, Look, this water is terrible for us and it's cursed. But we have lived word, and we have put up with, in other words, we have struggled against this, and even though we had to send people continuously to go get fresh water from a different place, because this water is no good, but we have stayed faithful to the Lord. We were born here, we've stayed faithful to the Lord, we've, we've raised this place up, and we're building it for the kingdom of God. And the water is critical to us because we're washed by the water of the word. So what, what he did with the salt and the new bowl, the bowl is symbolic of the final judgment of those who are in darkness. And that place was a cursed place. If you have a cursed place, understand this. And he went to the source of the water and he poured that bowl of salt in there. And that judged them. Because they judged them on their testimony of what they had done to that time. And with the bowl of salt, the salt is equivalent to the promises of God, of the covenant with God, the new covenant that's coming. In the new covenant of God, we're going to be raised up. We're going to stand on the crystal sea during that time. We're going to be raised up, washed clean by the water of the word at this time. Before that bold judgment comes, we're going to be up there in the rapture of, of, of the heaven. But first we've got to do this work that we have to prepare for. If we do this work, we can know that this is going to happen. But this is what cured that water. We have a problem here on earth, is what I'm trying to say to you. We have toxic lands full of pesticides, and, and animals can't even eat it. All these things are terrible. And yet the Lord says we have the promise that the glory of the Lord will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. The waters. So we have the promises of God about the waters. <clears throat> And the waters can mean many different things, as I've explained to you. We are of the waters and so forth. But there's many ways the water, wash the water clean. And, and they took the source of the water that was terrible, and we're going to see radiation, we're going to see all this other kind of stuff. We'll be able to pour this in it, and it'll be cleansed. It'll be made sweet water, beautiful water, if we're living and set apart by the kingdom of God in the way of the Lord at this time. These are patterns of God. He established it back then, the bold judgments, time and judgment. Those are pattern laws. We know that if our focus is not, you know, our work here in the kingdom of God is to increase in knowledge first. We must have a foundation to increase in knowledge and then bring forth the knowledge of the glory of the Lord on the earth. It doesn't mean build your house. God has prepared a great house for you in the kingdom of heaven. You will have a great house in the millennium. 
But right now, God is wanting us to focus on His house. And His house is everybody within the firmament. And He wants the, the, the works of the stars poured out on them. They bring forth the good works for each of the people and each of the works, each of the, the nations and so forth that are of Him, that are set aside to be blessed at this time. All those things are patterns of God. And we can utilize those, understanding of those, and we'll begin to understand how to call upon these things to enable good works. We can understand that <clears throat> in this time, the Lord is going to cover the, the land like waters cover the sea. And there's going to be lame. God tells us that this time, therefore the kingdom of God, you can read Matthew 5, and what, what he says there in the Beatitudes about the people. He's going to bring the, the poor and the lame and so forth. He's going to bless them and heal them. So you know the healing will come once this comes, once the kingdom is growing, once the people have set themselves apart, then you can know you can go to these places and, and call upon the Lord and bring them out in a group because gather together and stir up love and good works. That's healing. Bring them out together and bring the people together and stir up love and good works with the knowledge of truth. And remember in this day we're required to hear the words. We're going to be judged by the words. So if it's doing it in the way of the words, the healing will come. But be sure to do it after we sanctify the people as required by Joel 2, 12 to 20. First, we must set them apart by the words. Because right now, we're in judgment. And we have to first get the Lord to receive us again and give us authority over his words. And then we'll have the power fall. And we can do what? We can go forth and bring these people out, gather together and stir up love and good works. And the Lord will heal them if they're set apart for the kingdom of God. So if they're patient for the healing and seeking first the kingdom of God, all these other things will be added to them. But we have to go by this pattern of God that he's established. There's, the ways of the laws of patterns are, are very wide and varied. I, I, we'll go into much deeper ways of talking about the laws of the patterns of God. But you can begin to see that you have to begin to understand the basics that God is looking for. The basics is we increase in knowledge. Understand, there's a, there's a, we have to know his times. It said in Jude 24.1, as I said the other night, that it says, uh, you know, since the Father, um, the times are not hidden from the Almighty. How come those that know him do not see his, his days? See, it doesn't make any logic. If, if we know him and we don't see his days, like we don't know the work that we got to do at this time and the glory that we have to bring upon the earth and what we're appointed to do, and what Daniel 9.24 and all that instructs us to do, if we don't see that we should be focused on all this work, and if we're not focused on that, then why does God want to set, up, set us apart and let us escape these judgments? How can we pass through these judgments when we're not trying to do the work that he's given us to do? So one of the very first thing is the manifestation of grace because he tells us in Hebrews 10 that he will punish those who trample upon the spirit of grace, the blood of the spirit of grace. The blood paid the price for us to go into the temple and receive the knowledge of the words of God. And he says we'll be punished for that if we don't, if we don't receive the words at this time that we're going to be judged by because he's pouring out the knowledge of his words. He said in the evening there would be light and he's pouring out this knowledge of his words and we have to begin to want to know it and be patient enough and persistent enough to listen and receive of it so that we can begin to understand how to better ask questions of the Lord on our own. 
when we're in our prayer time on our own and we're looking at the scriptures and begin to see because he will cause you to begin to see in the scriptures that there are words that there's works and these are done by patterns they're done by you know appointed times and and that there are rules that he's wanting us to follow and works he's got a plan see the whole thing is he tells us in revelation that the words are going to be fulfilled the book is going to be complete the little book, it's going to be finished. The word will be fulfilled. That means that there's a work to get done. A work we must do. Somebody's got to do that work. And we are that appointed generation to come out from the world and do all this work. And we won't have to worry about these ones in the northern army. He's going to drive them far away from us if we do this good work. But we're not focused on that. We're focused on the world and what we can obtain and what our positions are. Many are. I'm just saying that there's many people like that. There's others that really want to know but they don't understand why they need to know this knowledge. But they don't understand the work we've got to do. And we have to understand that we're, we're doing this work of building forth the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And we don't know the knowledge of heaven, but yet it's revealed in the scriptures. Jesus came into the world to testify to it. That's why he said, let the kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven. We're supposed to pray that every day. And we need the spirit to stir us up to begin to want to have that. That desire, that taste, that thirst for that knowledge. Well, let's stop for today, and we'll come back, and I'll try to do a better job uh, uh, tomorrow. I'm not trying to make excuses. I've just been in a lot of pain uh, this day. But um, let us uh, come back. We'll talk about the, the more about the power patterns uh, that you might be able to understand it a little bit better. I'll try to get a, a better way of describing it to you somewhat. Um, but there's many places in the scriptures of this, and I think if you listen to this a couple times, you begin to see and grasp the concept of it, that, that there's rules implied, there's instructions implied, there's times implied, and there's judgment. But that what God says is we want to do righteous judgment, the way of judgment by righteousness, not judgment by punishment. We, desire, we should have the desire of God that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. That should be our goal. All men. doesn't matter who. Jesus said, love your enemies. You know, love those who persecute you. But trust in him, because this is the greatest moment in history, and these people don't know it, and we need to show that to them so they'd want to join his kingdom. Lord, let your spirit be poured out on us. Help us, dear Lord, to understand and, and really grow, Lord, with you. Let us understand the work of the kingdom. Because, Lord, we're supposed to bring forth the kingdom at this time, on earth, before the rapture event. Please, Lord, send your angels, send everybody, any, anything, dear Lord, that you can cause the people to understand that this work must be done. And we are the people to do it. And you're waiting on us, dear Lord, as you said in Joel 2, 12 to 20. We're holding up the bridegroom from coming. We're holding up the bride, ourselves, from being able to, to go in and, and get the garment and come out and do the righteous acts. We have to be purified first and made white, put the white garment on before we can come forth and be ready to put on the marriage garment. The, the righteous acts of the saints, as you said, the marriage supper of the Lamb, which is in Revelation 19, 11, 1 to 11. It's here on earth. Here on earth. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. Dear Lord, we just ask you to help the people understand this great truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.